welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, on today's program, we're going to talk about something that is totally unfair. It lacks equity. It ought not be that way. But some things just are the way they are. In this life, they may not be fair, but it is the way it is. And the sooner we can accept that and not complain about it, the quicker we can deal with it and maybe even get some encouragement out of it. In a short phrase, what we're talking about today is plugging the hole. And here's what I mean by that. You can have a boat that is in perfect condition. 99% of that boat is seaworthy. But let me ask you this. How many holes in the boat does it take to sink it? How many holes, if left unplugged or unrepaired, would it take for water, which is pushing on every part of the underside of the boat, to enter in, fill it up, and capture it down to the depths of the water? Answer, just one. And it doesn't even have to be a big one. The smallest of holes can do that kind of damage. Now that is not fair. If it's 99% good, 1% shouldn't cause that kind of damage. But it does. That's just kind of the way life works. You can do 99 things right and just one untimely mistake, or more specific to the Word of God, one thing we just decide to ignore actually has enough destructive force to eradicate all the good. Now again, you can listen and say, I don't like that. I don't think it should be that way. Well, okay, fair enough, me too. But it doesn't change that that's the way that it is. Let me give you a story from a few years ago in my life to illustrate this. It was a cold winter evening about an hour before the sun went down. I took my little John boat. You ever had one of those little aluminum boats? It's a great little boat, and I put it in the back of my truck, hauled it to this lake on the back nine of the golf course near our home, Nobody lives back there. I was all by myself, loaded up my paddle, all my fishing gear, and put out into the water. It was very windy that night, cool and windy, but I figured after a little while the wind would die down, so I kind of let the wind take me out into the middle of the lake. So I'm sitting out there tying on a lure when I notice water gathering around my feet. I turn around and look, and the plug in the back of the boat which, by the way, was an old plug that had been tack-welded into place. The plug had come loose. In fact, I couldn't find it. The water was kind of dark, and it had already filled up the back end of the boat, and I had no way to plug the hole. And so there I am, looking at this hole in the boat, in the middle of this lake, thinking, man, that's unfair. That really totally stinks. But I didn't have much choice, did I? I mean, I guess I could have sat there and stared at the hole and said, you know... Heaven's not going to be like this. In heaven, there won't be any holes in the boat. And sat there and contemplated eternity until I, you know, sank, I guess, or at least lost all my gear and had to swim back to shore. 
But instead, I accepted this and just started paddling. And against the wind, too, there really wasn't a good place on the other side to dock the boat. So I'm paddling against the wind and fighting my way. And let me tell you, I made it, but it was cold. It was all the way up my legs. It was almost coming over the sides of the boat by the time I just barely got up to the shore and had to hop out into the water and pull that full boat up towards the edge. Now listen, I want to tell you about the end of that story in a minute. There was an optimistic conclusion to it, but I hope that visualizing something like that can help you realize some things. As a Christian, you're kind of like that boat floating along the water. And the water is like the world. It's always pushing on you, always looking for some avenue to recapture you. And you can have 99 things going right, but it's just looking for that one hole. And if it finds it, and it doesn't get plugged or addressed, it can do a lot of damage. Now again, I'm here to tell you, that's not fair. But let me tell you, that's not going to stop the devil from trying to exploit this truth of physics and sink us. Let me tell you about a Bible story that shows this to you. Jesus was a secure boat. There were no cracks, no holes, no failings. And the opposition, the Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians, they knew that there was no way that Jesus just all totaled was going to fall apart on them. But they also knew if they could find one little weak spot, one hole, one crack, they might be able to sink him. So in Matthew chapter 22, they asked him a series of questions trying to find one hole in the boat that was Jesus' integrity. In verse 15 and following, the Herodians asked him about paying the taxes to Caesar. They touched on two hot-button topics, politics and money. They were hoping to find a weak spot, but of course, Jesus' answer in verses 18 and following was wonderful, and there was no way to sink him. So then the Sadducees stepped up and they asked a question about marriage and eternity. Two big questions hoping that Jesus would exploit this lack of knowledge or understanding. But of course, he answered amazingly, no holes in the boat there, and they were shut down. Lastly, the Pharisees come in having listened to all of that and they ask about what is the greatest law. They're hoping that Jesus will show that he doesn't know the law well, or maybe he'll be partial and pick one law over the other, and it'll show some weakness in his character. But of course, Jesus answers amazingly when he talks about love God and love your neighbor. Why are they trying so hard to do this? They know that just one weak area, maybe it's politics or money or marriage or the word, would be enough to change everything. And look, that's the way the devil works. He's looking for one weak spot to try to ruin your influence or stop you in your progress. And to be clear, the Bible talks about that in James chapter 2. If we're doing everything right, but we leave one thing exploited, small as it may be, and we are unwilling to plug that hole, it will cost us everything. So before we get to some hopeful information here, we just have to face this reality. This applies to everything you're doing. Remember the four F's that we talk about often? 
in your faith, if you've got 99 things going right in the growth of your faith, but there is just one thing that's not right and doesn't get addressed and doesn't get plugged, even that one little thing can ruin your influence and stop your progress. But it's true of other things as well. It's true of friendships, isn't it? You can be a great friend in a great many ways. And there is credit accrued when you do that. But even one mistake or one weakness left unaddressed can certainly sink a relationship. The same is true as I have found out this year in fitness. I can make great plans and set great goals and do great things. But if I have uh, banana pudding every night and I don't stop that hole and I just keep going at it, then it kind of makes the rest crumble. Now, that doesn't seem right. If I'm running these 5Ks and I'm passing up tortilla chips, a weakness for banana pudding ought not stop me. But sometimes it does. Sometimes those holes get bigger and it turns into a lot more. So listen, let's talk solutions. Let's talk about how we can use this to our advantage. But we're not ready to do that unless you are willing to accept that this inequity does exist. It's a real thing. If you're listening to me thinking, I don't know about that, Chris, as long as I'm doing most of the things right, and if there's just one thing over here that I'm doing wrong, one little weakness in my character, just a small hole, Chris, not a big one, as long as I'm doing most of the other things right, I'll be fine. If that's the way you're thinking, you're wrong about that. There are a lot of boats at the bottom of these lakes where people thought that one little problem was fine because everything else was in order, and they didn't fix it. Now, this brings us to something quite optimistic. Yes, it's true that one hole unplugged can sink a boat, but usually for good people, for Christians, for those who are trying to get better, their problems are pretty small. They're doing most things right, and maybe one or two little things are getting overlooked. Instead of lamenting the damage that can cause, you ought to rejoice, knowing that all you really have to do to make it right is just plug that small hole. That's actually good news. I mean, think about it. If I was out on the lake that night and the boat started filling up with water because the entire boat was ripping in two, because there was a six-foot gash down the middle where the metal had just given way, well, that would have been disaster, right? I mean, at least the one hole, the water was only coming in at a certain rate and I had a chance to get back. And ultimately, I would have the opportunity to repair that if I chose to. But if the whole boat was ripping in two, I would have sunk pretty quickly and there really would have been no way to make it right. I know it's not cool to consider that one mistake here or one overlooked little thing there can sink everything you're doing. But optimistically speaking, at least... It's something small. It's something you can address. I mean, think about it. If I'm trying to work on friendships and I'm doing a lot, except it turns out every time I get around them, I turn into an eye monster. And I talk about myself all the time. And it just is that one little thing that's keeping us from getting over the hump. Well, I go back and listen to the episode on the pronoun problem. I plug that small hole and I can do a whole lot of good. If it's just the banana pudding, we'll just stop buying bananas, you know? That's not that big a deal. It's not fair. 
that one serving of banana pudding is more calories than I'd had all day, but at least it's just one thing to fix. I like that. I feel like it's something I can control. The same is true with faith. If I'm trying very hard to become a stronger Christian, and I feel like I'm getting some things right and the Lord is working with me, but there's one thing that I just haven't addressed, a weakness. Maybe for some it's, well, I just don't go to worship very faithfully. And the preacher keeps telling me that just missing worship, if left unaddressed, could be enough to destroy my faith. Well, instead of complaining about that, why don't you rejoice? Sounds like all you have to do to sure up your problems is go to church more regularly. If you're someone who has a lot of moral integrity, you're making good choices. But there are certain television programs that you regularly watch that make you think things that you shouldn't. You might say, that's not fair. That just one program and one character and one thought is causing me all of this trouble that you're saying could keep me out of heaven? Hey, why don't I quit complaining about that and just stop watching the show? That's great news. I can plug one small hole and I can fix one potentially big problem. And of course, the most beautiful thing about this is God. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 8, 9, and 10, I love those verses. If we say we have no sin, in other words, oh, that's not a hole, or that hole won't be a big deal, or don't worry about that. If we ignore that, then we will die in our sins. In other words, boats will sink. But if we're willing to look back and say, that little thing back there, I confess that that's a problem. I own that as a mistake I have made. I'm not going to make some argument like, well, I get 99 things right. Why are we talking about the one thing I get wrong? I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to look that hole in the boat and say, that's my problem. If we confess that, Jesus said, I'll cleanse you of it. If you're willing to plug the hole, I'll forget it ever happened. We'll empty that boat out. We'll go right back out on the water. I love that about the Lord. The Lord warns us that one small thing left unaddressed can do incredible damage. But he encourages us to deal with, thankfully, one small thing, and then we can sure up all of it, protect our families, secure our futures. I hope I'm making sense today. You know, I get to speak to you in these podcasts, but we're not sitting here face-to-face able to share information back and forth. But what I'm hopeful of is that you can sit down and look at any different category in your life where you're really trying, and instead of feeling discouraged by how easy it is to lose your way, you can be encouraged that that little thing that keeps getting in the way is at least a little thing. And if you address it, you can put it behind you. Let me finish by ending the story. So I did make it back to the shore. I was cold and soaking wet. Barely got the boat up on the bank. But I look out at the water. And at that moment, the sun is almost down. There's about 20 minutes left of daylight. The wind just died. The, the lake did that glass thing that little lakes sometimes do. And so I pulled the boat out of the water, and it took a little while, but I rocked it back and forth until I got all the water out of it. There was a lot in there, but I got it all out, flipped the boat over, had to get all my gear back in place. I'd made a big mess. I found that plug, but it wouldn't go back in. Remember, I told you it was tack welded. I didn't have any welding equipment with me. 
But I got to tell you, I don't get out to the lake very much, and I was not going to let this stop me. So I put that plug back in that hole, and I went and found a log, about a two-foot-long, pretty thick piece of wood. And I whipped on that plug four or five times until I had driven it so deep in that hole, it was never going to come out. It took a little effort, a little searching, and a little bit of strength, but I plugged that hole. I pushed that boat back out into the water, tested it, all looked good, drifted out along the line, didn't even need the trolling motor, wind had died down, just paddled around the corner and caught seven bass just as the sun was going down. Now, I don't know how many I was going to catch before, but on the heels of what happened to me and fixing it and getting back out there, it felt awesome. Now, yeah, I guess if you ask me, well, are you glad that happened or do you wish you would have had no issues and maybe caught more fish? Well, I guess I would tell you I'd rather have been like Jesus. I'd rather have had no holes in the boat at all where I didn't make any mistakes, where nothing started to drown my influence, but that's just not always the way it works. The question today probably isn't, do you have any holes in your boat? When you get on social media, do you reveal a hole in your boat? When you talk about politics, when you deal with money and what you do with it, when it comes to relationship with brethren, the question probably isn't, Do you have a small hole in the boat? We're not Jesus. The hole is probably there. The question is, do you understand what that can do if you don't do something about it? The next question is, do you realize how fortunate you are that it's just one or two small holes that you can plug, knowing that God is pulling for you and he will help you? So listen. As you look at your life and your goals today, I hope you're floating along wonderfully. But if there's a little water at your feet, don't panic. Just identify the problem, paddle back to shore, and get ready to head right back out there. Just after you're finished, plugging the hole. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.